Hey everybody, we're back with another R3 podcast. Today I have a great guest with me. His name is Josh Gold. He is from the Archery Trade Association. Uh, he is the manager of education programs. Uh, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about his new position there. He just got started and uh, we're looking forward to getting into some questions with him. So Josh, if you don't mind, uh, do you, you just want to start off telling us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you used to do, uh, a little bit about Archery Trade Association, and then uh, exactly what your role entails there. Sure, sounds great. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I just came on to Archery Trade Association about three months ago, so kind of catching up and seeing what, where I can fit best and uh, the best impact I can have. Uh, I previously was with the Florida Fish and Wildlife uh, Conservation Commission. I was working in youth education with them um, so came from them i was doing a lot of a variety of things of, from boating to fishing to uh, archery as well so coming on board with the manager of educations uh, i'll be doing a lot with the explore bow hunting and explore bow fishing programs uh, explore bow hunting has been around for a couple of years now but explore bow fishing is a brand new program uh, as well as working with the state partnerships that we have throughout throughout the country so looking forward to meeting more people and getting to work mm -hmm. and do you do you have any experiences working with r3 before coming on to this new position i did working with florida fish and wildlife i started with hunter education so that involved some archery but we brought on uh, the usa archery certifications and we brought in the four bow hunting programs from ata uh, we also brought in the, some of the USA Archery programs with the Explore Archery. So I've had several years of experience with that and getting those programs out to partners throughout Florida. And so could you uh, give us a rundown of what Archery Trade Association actually is and what you guys do there? Yeah, so the Archery Trade Association, it's an organization for those involved in the archery industry, so manufacturers, retailers, distributors, uh, retail shops, and others that work in that industry. So that's who we represent. Um, we work a lot with state agencies and those partnerships. Um, we do a lot of different things anywhere from state level up through national and on Capitol Hill to minimize and eliminate barriers for participation in bow hunting. Uh, and so we're really there for the industry side, but also getting participation up across the board in the state and across the nation. So since you've been on staff with the Archery Trade Association, have you learned a lot about uh, R3? When, when did you actually start again? Uh, about three months ago, I came on to ATA, um, but I had worked with R3 previously, some in Florida, starting to get into it with programming and um, attended a couple meetings with the council coming in and working with the state agency. So introduced to it, I've uh, seen it on the fishing side and the archery hunting side. So it's delving into it a little bit, but working with the APA to align some of their programs with R3 as well. Okay. Um, what were some of the biggest things you picked up from some of those uh, meetings with like the council and stuff going into your new position? Meetings with the council have been have been good. They're definitely everybody working together. Uh, 
evaluate programs that are already in place. And the biggest thing across the board within state and out of is the data collection and surveys and really tracking the effort that everybody's putting into it uh, and having some data to back all the effort that everybody puts into programming and it's easy to get down day-to-day you know, -day events and programming and kind of forget the big picture, but collecting that data definitely helps show everybody what's what's being done and efforts that are being done. And do you know uh, do you know how much ATA does with data from programs and stuff like that currently? Currently, we track all of our explore bow hunting programs. Uh, we are in about 22 states right now, and then some national NGOs. So we've been working with them. We track program data, we track the equipment data, and we also track programs and instructors on a regular basis for that. We also work with our state partners to, to share data about license sales and different uh, participation data just to kind of help states out with that. Are you guys trying to ramp, like ramp up and do a little more data collection on those kind of things? Or do you guys feel like you guys have a pretty good um, grip of what's going on at, through all your programs? Uh, we have an overall grip. They've previously have done a really good job on collecting some of that data. And I know just like everybody else, it's pretty hard to collect, uh, especially get everybody to respond to surveys and data. That is something we are working on continuing to improve. And um, the more data, the better, and that we can analyze and help help each other out. So that's definitely still a focus of ours is to collect data and collect meaningful data as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you have any plans uh, moving forward regarding R3 with ATA? Anything you want to try out or any big ideas you have? Um, big, currently, I know our government relations already works with state directors on R3 and bow hunting initiatives and kind of minimizing barriers to get people into the participation of bow hunting and hunting in general. So that's there as well. A lot of our programs do help out throughout the R3 process and um, from our recruitment retention of our educational programs. We also work a lot with the industry, uh, with manufacturers as well as retailers to either partner with state agencies or to help you know, directly with R3 efforts and industry as a whole is all on board with R3 and really pushing that pushing that envelope forward is and being as involved as involved as we can. Have you found that um, I mean you've been there for a short short period, but you feel that partnerships with state agencies, NGOs, and industry is kind of you know really important to to ATA and what you guys do. I'd say extremely. It's connecting those dots. Everybody wants the an increase in participation in archery or bow hunting and across the board. That's what the state agencies are looking for. That's an increased participation means more people in the retail shops, more people buying equipment, and more people participating, and that helps everybody across the board. So the more we can partner uh, across ATA to state agencies or even a local parks and rec working with their local retail shop, it's going to help across the board. So definitely pushing forward with those partnerships and they're very beneficial.
Have you, you were at the state agency, have you found that in the last couple of years, it's been easier to work with, uh, find partners in different areas in the industry? From the state agency, yeah, we had some really good um, partnerships going with archery in particular. Seems like across the board, parks and rec and cities and uh, summer camps. You know, they, they're all interested in archery and they all want to try it out and having those local retail shops that are kind of go-to expert on equipment, on fixing equipment. It's, it's a great source and it's a great partnership. They both benefit from it and it's just a, it's a great opportunity that's waiting there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, have you looked into the national plan much at ATA or Maybe not you personally, but are you guys using the plan as a guide at all? Yeah, um, I've looked into it a little bit myself coming on ATA and working with some of our programs. Um, I know the government relations side with Dan Forrester, he's really been working with uh, state agency directors and helping helping implement some of those R3 plans on the state level as well as national. So we've been familiar with it. We're on the outreach side, we're probably becoming more involved, but our programs have been there. Some states are already including them in R3, but we'll be working with others to really solidify where those programs fit in and how they can help and as well with where we've identified gaps. We already partner with and we'll continue to partner with organizations that fill some of those gaps. So it's trying to make it across the board where we can keep people as engaged in archery and bow hunting as possible. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, are there any current opportunities or opportunities in the future that um, any uh, any organizations in the R three community could uh, engage with you on or partner with you on and uh, you know, form a little bit of a relationship there? Yes, there are several coming up that we have planned, and then we are always open to planning more. Um, we'll be involved with other conferences or anything that others have planned but we've got several explore bow hunting and explore bow fishing workshops coming up for instructors Um, our next two there's one in georgia coming up at the georgia southern uh, university as well as in december there's one in wisconsin that's going to be a kind of a midwest regional two-day workshop to introduce explore bow hunting and bow fishing as well as some discussions on implementing programs and uh, how they fit in the R3 plans. And then we also offer Archery Academies, and we have one of those coming up in September as well in southeast Florida. And that's more of a next step academy. That's so for instructors that have already been certified, but the next step programs of a JOAD through USA Archery, uh, S3DA, the Scholastic Gritty Archery Certification, some national training system kind of updates, catch-ups, reviews, as well as some bow tuning. Really across the board trying to help instructors that may have gotten that initial certification, but kind of step up to those next step programs to offer um, and kind of keep them continuing down that pipeline of staying active in archery and bow hunting. So we've got several lined up. Um, We're always looking to work with more state partners, launching bow fishing pilot states as well currently so those that we mentioned 
as well as a couple others are doing bow fishing uh, workshops that introduce explore bow fishing. So they'll be launching those as well. So there's always opportunities for us to work with them. Uh, and that's as simple as just contacting us and we can steer you in the right direction. So you guys kind of have a, a first workshop for for folks that um, want to just got kind of learn more about explore bow hunting and bow fishing and stuff, and then you have the the second workshop for people who are a little more into the process or into the program already. Um, similar to that, we host a lot of explore bow hunting, explore bow fishing workshops that are that introduce the program, and there we do that on a standalone basis where that's all that's included. And then we can also uh, help out with our Archery Academy, which is in the past a variety of different options from certification to these next step programs. So the one we have coming up um, in September is more of a next step academy for those instructors that are already certified. But in the past, we've done uh, partner academies with USA Archery. And I know we're going to be working with this classic 3D Archery as well kind of work on some of these academies. So kind of across the board, um, the academies can be modified as well as these workshops. So it's really on a, a need basis on some of these states that really getting these programs out there and and used by either state agencies or NGOs to, for their students and the, for their participants. So could you give us a more of a overview of Explore Bow Hunting and Explore Bow Fishing, what those programs are? Yeah, so the Explore Bow Hunting programs and bow fishing programs, uh, overall, they are designed for ages about 11 to 17 to get them more involved in those programs. So Explore Bow Hunting was, uh, was created to help instructors and leaders and educators really teach the basic skills of bow hunting. Um, so that was developed and to get out there. It's designed for 11 to 17-year-olds, but worked well across the board a little bit younger all the way up through adults and works great with beginning bow hunting programs um, the explore bow fishing program was just launched last year and it's designed very similar with the age group and the skill base but it was in response to a, a growing need for a curriculum to follow the the sport of bow fishing so it's a little bit more shooting and it's a lot of a little bit more fast-paced and fun um, for the educators to get their students involved in bow fishing. Nice. Um, you don't mind me asking, let uh, bow fishing, has that been a big part of your guys' educational stuff, uh, or is that more of a recent kind of, uh, kind of activity that people are starting to do more and more? Bow fishing's been around. It's it, gaining in popularity. Um, Oklahoma actually has had a bow fishing program that they were integrating into their schools. And we, ATA had received an, you know, a request or a need for an education program geared towards bow fishing. So last October, it was launched, the pilot program was launched to, for the Explore Bow Fishing program. So it was ATA developed and wrote it and now is launching it as a pilot program and we'll update some activities and equipment, but it's instructors were interested. Um, they may not have had the curriculum or the 
formal curriculums to offer it to their students, and this is something to help with that and a need we heard and trying to help out. Yeah, that's that's cool. I uh, I've just been a lot of people around my my area are starting to get into it, so I was just kind of curious to see if that was a big part of your guys' curriculum or something new that you guys are trying out. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, just kind of wrapping up, just kind of wrapping up here. Uh, is there any, anything that you want to request from the R3 community or any last final thoughts or advice or really anything that, uh, the R3 community could help you out with? Um, in general, we've been working with some of the R3 community and we'd like to work with more. So anything with programming or, uh, you know, our, get more participants in bow fishing or bow hunting or archery in general. Um, we'd love to help out as well as making those partnership connections with the industry. So that's, that's what we are. We're there almost as a, you know, as a, someone to help with that connection and those partnerships. So please feel free to reach out to us and um, we'd like to work with, you know, however many people as possible and get more people participating in archery and bow hunting. Great. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. Thanks, Josh, for uh, doing this podcast with us. Uh, thanks, everybody who are, who's listening. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back next time with another podcast for you guys that we, uh, we try and get interesting people on here that uh, are new to the industry or have an interesting project going on or you know anything that's, that's going on. So stay tuned. We'll be back next time. Get in the R3 community, post away, comment, connect with people. Uh, you can find Josh on the R3 community. Send him a little, a little message or something if you uh, have any questions, and he will be glad to get back to you. Josh, thanks again. Thank you very much.